1: Everybody. Welcome back to the Not So Newlywed Podcast. I'm one half of your co-host, Candice, and you know you can find me on all social media at Not So Newlywed PC because Twitter is never giving me back my London and Mommy account. <laughs> 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 every so often I appeal it, and they be like, "Nah, bitch, you thought? Still suspended."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you ain't even say nothing. That seems even really say wild, that's really wild, man. I see niggas
2: say worse shit every they, day, they, they got me and for they still old tweet you. They got me for old and new, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like oh nine twenty ten, Candace said a lot worse shit than whoo, the day that
2: you said. It never was suspended. So it was mean. on the, Was on Twitter never.
0: just
1: all day. All day what? wilding, Nodding calm down. And they like snatchies. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, whoever, whoever, whoever running like banning the Twitter accounts. He must be a future fan.
1: Yeah, he gotta be because that nigga was like nah. <laughs> <laughs> but as usual I'm joined by London's dad oh uh I called you a demon spawner first take and I still mean it but wearing it in London's dad the head of the household uh
2: You ain't got to put off a a company and shit.
1: Right. You know, I I rule with
2: an iron fist. Uh, What's up, y'all? It's Mike. You can catch me on Twitter at dumb (laughs) underscore E.
1: This is episode 17, and we have a really special guest. Uh, We have Bree from Mama Meets World podcast and Birthing Stories of Black Mamas from the Flawless Noises Patreon I had I shared my birthing story, so if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon, please do so and check it out. Um, and she's got some really amazing Black mamas sharing their birthing stories and their journey through motherhood. Um, tell I me, gotta go subscribe. Yeah, you I gotta, gotta go subscri- you subscribe. You should. have I need Ooh. to. Uh,
2: I gotta. Tell I gotta hear what you. I gotta hear what you. What you put? On, how you put on?
1: I was very honest, but let me tell you, you gotta subscribe. You ain't no Colin. Shout out to Colin. Uh, Shout out to Colin. Colin is Bree's uh, boyfriend, and he's like a—he's an absolutely huge supporter of Flawless Noises. Once Bree told him what we were doing, he—he he dove in head first. He's got a T-shirt. He subscribed to our Patreon. Word, that's mad the, dope.
2: I'm mad trash.
1: You mad trash and cheap.
0: And he. Can sus- I just tell you? A funny story about the t shirt. Yes. So I didn't know he was doing that. And Curtis like, gave me a heads up accidentally, even though I didn't know he was talking to me. He was like, Yo, shout out to Colin. I was like, uh, Yeah, sure. Woo-hoo. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, I'm oh, paying. Okay. So I go to his house um, that night that I talked to Curtis. And the nigga just turns around, like, Look at me. He got on a damn t shirt. I said, Well, is this support? <laughs> <laughs> that's what support feels like <laughs> he's got the stories Noise sticker on his bluetooth speaker yes um, he subscribed to the yeah, patreon he's been subscribed for god knows how long cause I didn't even know he was subscribed until he started talking about shit that was on the patreon he was like yeah I did your black mama story."
1: I was like you know what cause he is not a black mama but <laughs> like, when I tell you if I do it he's like "No, that's my that's my baby <laughs> yeah like he that. looks out and I think he's gonna be on um uh you know if we can Flawless get...
0: Flawless
1: Thrones. Yes, Flawless Thrones. We're trying to coincide the schedules for this episode coming up. Episode 3.
2: Oh, I'm on this next episode, though.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine.
2: Yeah. yeah. I tried to let... You know what I mean? I let y'all get y'all shit off on the first two episodes. You know, because I kind of brought you into the Game of Thrones shit. You know what I mean?
1: This ain't even what this... What we came
2: for. <laughs> <laughs> we did not come here We done put a detour
1: in the exit. I'm not. Yeah. I
2: just... I just wanted it on wax. That's all. I just...
1: We didn't come here for that. But you know what I mean, um. So Bree and Curtis, and shout out to Curtis, uh, brought up this brought this article to my attention, and it's called um, <laughs> "It's Not a Woman's Job to Help a Man Become a Better Person," and it was written by Kristen May. And the link to the article is in the show notes. Uh, But Brie was like, yeah, invite me on the show, because we need to discuss this. And I was like, we absolutely do. And (laughs) it was a scathing article. (laughs) Like, it it was spicy. Um,
0: And you know I like spicy food.
1: Um, You know, the truth is the truth. Listen.
2: I don't know. It's a lot in this article.
1: So, okay, then... We'll get right to it, and I <laughs> call it topic one: do it your damn self because uh that's basically what the article is is about is like why do you need to specifically be with a woman you deem is worthy or good to step your shit up and be? the man you should want to be for yourself, but the man she deserves. That is like, the article is like, you know, on top of everything that women deal with, having to be mothers, lovers, working, you know, keeping a clean house, taking care of certain things with this, that, and the third. Why is a woman tasked with being a man's inspiration to be a better human being? Like, that is, whew.
0: You know what it is? I have had partners tell me, you make me want to be a better man or you made me a better man. And to me, it's damn near an insult. And I'm saying that on some... I know there's a sweet part to it, but when I hear that, I'm automatically flashing back to all the times that I have to basically be your girlfriend, your wife, and your parent. You know, it feels like a lot of men come into situations a certain type of man, I'm going to say that, a certain type of man will come into a situation and bring his musty ass draw and that's it, you know, and it's like women are designed to not only save men, but to prop them up, it's not even like you can say, I did X, Y, and Z, it's like, I am doing this behind the scenes so he looks good, or he looks better, and some of that is women's fault, because some women are so preoccupied with having a man that, that has X, Y, and Z. They don't care how they did it. You know that article the other day that was circulating Twitter about how women were buying their own engagement ring because they didn't, I guess, want to be embarrassed <laughs> by the kind of ring that he bought? I, I feel like it's along the same lines. So you're doing all this work behind the scenes, and some women love that. Some people, some, some women, I used to be one of those women, like, oh, it's my job to help him, and blah, blah, blah. But what you have to realize is, like, it's not fulfilling work.
1: If you're the only one doing work, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of women like home improvement projects, right? I don't, um, I don't need a -a build-a-bear, you know. I've I've had my fair share of stuffed animals in my life, so I don't need to give you a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and some of this. And ooh, you almost perfect for me. Just a sprinkle more of this. Because we hear we hear a lot of stories when women be like, I did this, I did that and as soon as he was in a better place, he left me for he another woman. Me.
0: Okay, well. well I mean, and not to be a bitter betty, if you listen to the shows you know that I'm divorced divorcing. Um it's a process for pray for me. So, um, I was one of those women, like my ex husband, he came into our situation, he didn't have a lot. Granted I didn't have a lot either, but my whole life I was conditioned. Your job as a wife is to increase your man. Your job as a wife is to increase your man, especially if you have Christian parents or were grown, you know, you grew up in the church. All you ever heard about was supporting the head of your household, being his backbone, all that. But I started to realize I poured so much of myself into him, it was like, what did I have left? So now I got a newborn, I have, you know, an older child, and it's like, I uh, he was so accustomed to me doing so many things for him, I couldn't even reach with my energy because I basically made him an infant. Hmm. Mm. So, it was like, and whose fault was that? Was it his fault for taking all of it? Or was it my fault for not setting clear guidelines and boundaries from the jump?
1: Yeah, Mike and I were like, really going back and forth about this, but I saved some of my comments for the show because there is, like you said, there's a certain level of accountability that women have to have going into relationships. And, wow. um, it, it comes to a point and not even accountability and selfishness, right? I am to a point. Um, and I mean, I, we talk candidly about this, uh, Mike and I all the time who Mike was when we got together. I, loved who he was when we got together so if mike had decided he was going to be that person for the rest of our days i was fine with that when mike and i got together i had no plans on trying to change him i was not trying to
0: that's (laughs) the key though the thing that i'm hearing and the thing that you said is so important that you took him as he was and i feel like we get into these positions where we're trying to make deal to men because it's like oh he would be perfect if Just leave him alone. If he's not for you, he's not for you. And these small things become the bigger things, and they become the things that you are sitting in a bigger class and you're resentment about. And you have to not be willing to do that. You just have to not be willing to do it.
1: Yeah, that and that's, that's exactly where I was when I got with Mike. I was like, you know, you got a good job. You know, you do your own thing. I don't see you, um, in our case, you know, how we met on Twitter. And before we were together, we were just cool. So I saw his interactions on Twitter and how he treated women he had dated or was mm-hmm. just even friends with. I was like, okay, I don't consider you to be trash, like of uh, right. all men are trash to an extent but he was like compost he like i was like you could fertilize oh
2: you could <laughs> fertilize I be, like recycle or something like well, i, I got to be compost <laughs> compost makes it fertilize
0: like I, I, it.
2: I feel like recycle is better though like no it's like cleaner but, it's like you know what i mean you got to throw it well, out but you still going like you going to get it back though it's not as is more helpful, though.
0: i don't know compost is it's helping something grow. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, yeah, it's having the ability to have something to make the manure something
2: helps shit grow, but it's still shit.
0: Well, but I mean, now we, we are in your truth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but and so, like, I was I was content with that. But as I was reading this article, it, it took me a couple places because one of the things, and I said this on Twitter prior to even reading this article, when it comes to boys and Young boys, a lot of in back in the day, and maybe even still now, but in the past, a lot of women have raised their sons to treat them well, but not necessarily treat women well. And Listen, pour into a woman uh, like it's a lot of, and you don't even have to be like a, a a severe mama's boy. But if you look at how mamas and sons interact, the mamas always be like, "You ain't, you wouldn't do that to your mama, would you? You, I, I'm your mom. You know, you are supposed to love your mom. What you do for your mom? And in the meantime, they're never saying you shouldn't treat any woman like that. Not just me. Well, a lot of
0: it is like you you hear this all the time, and I I. I'm raising a son, my son is three years old, I consciously never say things like, you know, well, you know how women are, or women are trash, or you know they're going to try to get you, and you know, stuff like that, I think that's where it starts, but I think a lot of it is like, and I can catch heat for saying this, because I'm a single mom myself, but... Being a single mom means I'm raising really individual children that can be that I can be proud of that I know how to stand on their own. I think some single moms have really serious codependency issues with their raised sons, especially. And it's like if you give your son, you know, if you tell your son that other women are on our level, then they become a threat. Yeah. And we've all dated a mama's boy. We have all dated a mama's boy. And when I tell you it is complete hell, you will never measure up. The mom is like it's almost this weird competition <clears throat> oh you know but, but does she do this and i'm like you know what i'm gonna be real with you i'm gonna keep it real with you champ i don't feel like i'm not about to wipe your son's ass i'm not about to feed him i'm not doing all of those things because my mama told me that i was the fire yeah so yeah it's... i don't know what you want me to do oh.
2: yeah yeah i've seen it go ahead no nah, i'm just thinking like i don't because I don't relate to this topic at all. Like, um, um, well, me, you, and my mother, you... me and my mother are cool now. You know what I mean? But right. we bumped heads a lot when I was younger because we're so much alike. As far as like being outspoken and, you know, just certain things. Is
1: that the only thing?
2: I said certain things. Mind your business. Oh, okay. Secondly. <laughs> <Ow>. No. <laughs> Secondly. I could, so I
1: could vouch for the <laughs> Mike is not a mama's boy. Uh... And when it comes to things concerning Mike, um, I've never had a problem with Mike's mom. She's never given me like nasty energy. Like no, no. I'm the number one lady in his life. But in the past, from like past partners, like they mama have treated me like I was fucking well, their boyfriend. Well, then I don't scrape it. To me, I wanted
0: to say something about what Mike said, where where he said, "I can't relate to this topic." Well, the fact that you're not able to relate to this topic goes to show, you know, it, it's the proof is in the pudding. You're a wonderful husband, you're a wonderful father, because you don't have these kind of issues. You know, like, you think about, think. Of, I'm sure you got homeboys who no woman is ever good enough. They could treat their mama like gold, but every other woman is a gold digger or, or trying to get something out of him or whatever. We all know the type.
2: Yeah. I mean I got we plenty I got it. plenty of niggas that are terrible, like just niggas in general. But they like right. single, so <laughs> Yeah. They so know. they like not they they like not dating. Like the niggas that I really like gravitate to or the niggas that I'm really, really close to, like they got solid relationships, you know what I mean? They've been with a girl or current girlfriend for like super long like shit like that and they are they married you know what I mean things of that nature but
1: I think that still speaks to what Brie is saying is that when you are moving in a different manner like those might be a niggas but y'all are not close y'all may have been close at one point in time but now that you are in a different a different space where you've all can't relate yeah y'all can't relate anymore and if you really look back, you'll be like, if you was to really sit and look back, you'll be like, damn, we did like drift apart like
0: right.
1: a long time because,
0: ago. Mm-hmm. There has to be a certain point when you grow up, you know, especially if you take your, your relationship or you're taking your relationship seriously because I mean, even I had to let go of friends that were like automatically like, mm, girl, you know, these niggas ain't shit and it's like, okay, yes, that's true, but, but, do you know my nigga? do you am i do I put you in a in a seat in my relationship that you would even have the right to say the things you're saying about you know my man? It's like you have to wing yourself
1: out from the trash and stuff, but you did that a long time ago, yeah, yeah, and that's that's absolutely what it is, and I don't know I've, I also feel like so like the article talks about how why did it take getting into a relationship to find inspiration to be a better person. And I think
2: this is kind of where we got into it. Yeah, this
1: it really is where like we got it. into it because in my mind, and I, I explained to Mike, like I have like, I've had partners inspire me but not to the point where it was going to change the course of my life. When I came to the table, I was inspired to be the woman that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't wait I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I didn't wait till I got with a man to be like, oh right. shit, I want to be an engineer or, oh shit, I want to be a better cook because I want to cook for my man. I was just like, I want to be a well-rounded bitch and this is what I'm about right. to do to get to that. So when I was reading the article and I got to that point, I said to myself, you know, there's a clear,
0: there's a clear split here and the split is there are people who like, oh, shit, sure. okay, Let me, I guess I need to get my shit together, you know, because I got somebody decent in my life or whatever. But I think the other side of that is I've never been with a man and been like, oh, he makes me want to be a better woman. I have been with a man that says, you know what, he gives me the support that I need and the things that I need to make it easier for me to work on myself. Yeah. That's the difference. Like, I don't want a man that I have to, it's, it's a personality thing. Like, when people ask me, why did you get divorced? My number one answer, like, barring everything that happens between us, you know, personally infidelity wise and all of that, I am the type of person who's never going to be satisfied with where I am now. I want to constantly grow. I want to constantly learn. I want to constantly push and try to be a different, better, upgraded version of myself, like I'm pushing out updates on myself, you know. I'm doing all these things because I'm so started. And if you don't have that in a partner, you will be miserable. And I think that's a lot of what it is. You know, some men are just self starters Some men do not think about a woman when they're thinking about their career goals and stuff. They, it's just not a thought process. And some men are like, you know what? When I get with somebody, when I get in a serious relationship, that's when I'll start taking myself seriously because I'll be called on to provide. But it's not like that. Mike said I,
2: that. Uh, but no, you know what my thing is is uh, uh, just about that. It's more so. I don't think it's a a, a conscious I don't think it's a conscious decision though personally I don't I don't I just don't feel like it's a conscious decision it's more so like I I if when you're single right
1: mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm.
2: do what you need for yourself right. You right do what makes you comfortable right I'm comfortable and where I'm at now and 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 as a man, I can tell you, like, we get comfortable pretty easy. It doesn't take much. Oh, <laughs> it don't. It don't take much.
1: Before we get deeper into this great conversation, we're going to go ahead and take a break and hear this ad from our sponsors. Welcome
2: back. We want to continue this
1: conversation and let's get going.
2: And I know it sounds bad, right? But I'm, I'm comfortable in whatever whatever position I am. I'm single now. I'm doing whatever I need to do for me, and it works for me. So I'm good. But you get with someone, and then you're like, well, damn. It's not... You know, I can do what I need to do for myself. But now I would like to do more because I have someone... And and I and that's where I feel like it stems from personally. Mm. That, and that's I mean, just my my that's just my view on it. I don't know if it's such a
0: I don't think I can agree with you on it because and the reason I say this is because there are plenty of men. I have plenty of women who I consider friends, plenty of women who ain't my friends and I just go their situations where a man can look around and see more needs to be done and still not do shit. If that motivator is not in everyone. And I feel like that's one of the things that makes you a good man. If you can look around, evaluate your situation and be like, I need to do more not your your wife or your girlfriend, your partner pushing you like, Look at this shit, nigga. Because you got to do something else. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like those are the situations that breed that, Oh, my wife made me a better man because but I'm like, why did your your wife and your girlfriend have to point out that y'all need it? You you are there just like she's there.
2: Why okay. are you putting the leap on me? Okay, so I so I can see that, but I didn't I mean just reading the art, article, I didn't get that from the article. Reading the article
1: I got from it the type of man she was talking about was one who uh needs to be propped up by a woman. Well, when she yeah. got to
2: the end of the article, I was like, "Well, damn! I see why and, she wrote this."
1: And the because- part, and but what you said is like, "Okay, men can get comfortable quickly." Blah blah blah. To me, that speaks a lot to the differences in how sometimes men and women are raised. Now, I can't really yeah. speak back to our parents' heydays, yeah. But now, I know my upbringing. I could I could tell you how I was brought up versus how my male cousins were brought up, and. It was, for me, the women in our family, you know, y'all have to be self-sufficient, independent, don't depend yeah. on no man, get your education, get you a good job, get your money, stack your paper up, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I and, feel like the, but, the way
2: men are raised is a handicap. And, I, I and, can definitely yes, say that. Yes, and
1: my cousins are completely yeah. different. Mm-hmm. They are coddled. They've all, it's always been, boys will be boys. You know how yeah. men can be, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That yeah. That type yeah. of upbringing... Right. Gives itself to that comfort and contentment, like, well, I'm doing just enough to get by. But if I need more, I know I could go to first. They'll lean on women in their family, mothers, grandmothers, aunts, Mm. etc. Then, when it turns to, then it'll be, okay, well, since we fucking, I could depend on her. I need, I'm hungry. Can you cook for me? I need my clothes. Wash this, that, that and the third. Or it's just always it's not the same I'm triggered
0: Candace. no it's not I'm triggered, not. I'm triggered because it, you know <laughs> you look I dated these men you know and I'm, I'm much like you Candace in the fact that I was raised to be independent and self-sufficient but I was raised to be independent and self-sufficient my grandmother told me when I was coming up she said I want you to want to I want you to want to want to be with a man I don't want you to need to be with a man to live that's the goal. I want you to have the freedoms that I didn't have. I got married because I needed to get married. I knew I wasn't going to leave my small town. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do anything unless I had a, a man's income with me. You don't have to worry about that. So that's the way I was raised. But when I look at my brother, God, I love him. No, no hit to him or whatever. When my brother made a mistake, he was constantly coddled. My mother and my sister had have for years. My brother is 30 years old, 31 years old. When my brother makes a mistake, his safety net is so soft and cushiony. He never feels it. But when I make a mistake is, see, I told you, this is why you have to do X, Y, Z. This is why you have to keep your money up. This is why you have to be smart because, you know, you can't depend on anybody else but yourself. My brother didn't get that. So here I am with this mentality you have to work. You have to do this. You have to do that, and all the men that I dated, you know, up until a certain point, were like, mm, yeah, I'm glad you're working, so I can come sit in
1: your comfortable ass house and eat your food." Yeah, and listen, when when for example, when girls leave the house, like when they move out, it's always, "Well, you can't come back no more once you gone. Once you go on, you on, you're gone, you grown, you on your own. I see a lot in the, in reverse. I see a lot of men who leave, come back, leave, come back as they as they please. And so, like I said, for me, a big part of this is that one like on top of being raised to be independent, we're still raised to nurture, right? To be nurturing uh-huh. because being nurturing prepares you to be a mother someday and a wife. What? Right? Because even through all that, be independent, be strong, society still says, cool, do all of that. But you need to get married and have kids one day. So you, you
0: have to get married and have kids one day. You have to apply this nurturing that you've been learning your whole life to any man. You know? If a man comes into your life, it's your responsibility to now be a caretaker to him. Today. Yeah. And this world doesn't help because it makes it seem like men are fucking helpless. Yeah. It does. And this and it's, listen, this, this not
1: a this, is not, this not a dragon thing no, no, because no. it's but it's an honesty thing and and the flip side to that is women are at this point we're so used to having to be independent, take care of ourselves, be on our own um, that it's hard to turn off. So now every every time a man comes into your life, you're doing these things, building up, propping up helping, helping grow, suggesting, right. uh helping figure out life plans. Why should you be having to help somebody that you're not married to or haven't been with a long time figure out a life plan, but because that's what we've been conditioned to do, we're like, well, odd. let me turn you into the man I know you could be. Right. And it's
0: like, we have, I have, let me not speak for everyone, I have a problem with I I see potential a lot, and my thing is like I can't want more for you than you want for yourself. But I have been put in situations where I'm constantly and it turns me into a place I don't want to be. Like you know, when I was married, um, my husband it was in the IT field, and he could play a lot about his job. <clears throat> Instead of doing what I should have done and say, hey, you know, I want to he- I want to be here for you, but you need to let me know if it's me and you need someone to, to listen to you or is this a call to action? Everything's a call to action to me. So what I do? I went out and bought a certification that sat there for a year because it wasn't in his heart to do it. But I had to turn me into a nag because I'm trying to push you to be this man that I feel like you could be, but you don't even want to be that man. You know? Yeah.
1: And I, mm. I think a lot of what this article talks about would be combated with, as I said at the beginning, women setting boundaries and learning yeah. when to embrace somebody who seems self motivated. Because, like you mm-hmm. said, Brie, like I could be a support system, but you have to be your call to action. I cannot, right. go, I cannot call, I cannot be your call to action person. You have to go after it. I can encourage you, right? If I have any resources that won't drain me i can offer them to you but for the most part if you don't see someone self-motivated you have to learn when to step back and when to say no like that's one of the greatest things i've learned um just in my life in general but even in our marriage sometimes if i don't feel like doing something i just be like i don't feel like doing that i'm not doing it you do it
0: there's a power in saying that and it's a scary thing you know and I had a really good mentor um, that I worked with, her name is Chris, that told me, uh, you have to be comfortable with sitting in silence. You have to be comfortable. You have to be comfortable enough to say, when you say no, that's it. Don't, Don't be an explainer. You don't owe anyone an explanation for your no. And I don't mean in your marriage, but I'm just talking to your point of, you know, setting boundaries. Women are not allowed boundaries. You're supposed to this world tells you to be everything to everyone and the moment she
1: started saying no it feels foreign even to you yeah because uh now like if uh, we've gotten to a point where i don't want to do something if i don't want to cook i don't want to be the one to do the laundry i don't want to you know i want him to give one in the bath i'm tired i want to lay down and read a book i'll be like i don't feel like doing it you're doing it tonight and all he says is okay i'll do it like you would be women would be really surprised what happens when they set boundaries enforce them and take back some of their power in relationships and this could be any relationship romantic work you know friends yeah. family because not even just romantic relationships but in general women allow people in their lives to run over them or neglect the boundaries that they they set forth and so it because just becomes a, a big clusterfuck of everybody having you fucked up and you don't know who asked to beat first.
0: Yeah, but I think,
2: Listen. I don't know.
0: And I hear Mike and I hear him saying, I don't relate to this. I don't understand this. I don't, you know, I don't feel like I was raised my way. And that's all well and good. And I, I'm a appreciative of the people who came before you. Your mom, I met your mom. She's really nice. Like your mom, your family, your brother, who told you? You don't depend on a woman, right? But I think that this is the story more often, where men are told that, or men are basically shown more than told that, if you don't have your shit together, you go out there and find a woman who has her shit together, and she will make sure you get your shit together. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if it was really like my mom's doing, because she's cheap, so... It's like if I wanted some shit, like I had to go. <laughs>
1: well, I had to go work, and well, I had to go a, work, and not, go not get even it saying and, work.
2: That's not no, but I'm no, but I'm just saying if I. But you learned that at an early age. Like I can't, I can't have. Well, I not can't even just that. Have, you
1: didn't. You so w- from what I see from your parents and their dynamics, you did not grow up seeing your dad walk all over your mom and no, your, my your, mother, my like mother ruled the house dad, with an iron fist. Your dad. Get got up, went to work, provided, and had good jobs, and made sure everything was okay. Yeah, your yeah. dad did not sit around waiting for your mom to make shit shake.
2: Yeah, no, but I'm just saying I had to, I had to do for myself because I wasn't going to get what I wanted if I didn't at an early age. That's right. what I meant by that. But, but the, yes, but also that as well. Yeah, my father definitely, um, he definitely had to go out work and and do things because he's not the ruler of that house.
1: Even even now, <laughs> let me say this: even now retired, you know, your dad still is a provider, and that's some that's some boss ass shit. Like, not only do you is your dad a provider with your mom, but if we ever really needed something he would be like, all right. When none, when London needs something, he like, okay, I'll send it. Like your dad, your dad is an example of being a man who yeah. could, who would be okay with or without your mom. Like if your dad, you know, if something happened to your mom, God forbid, but your dad has put himself in a position where he's not going to crumble away or be homeless, or be without, because he took the proper steps to make sure he secure his own self financially, and then they are secure financially together, mm-hmm. but everything is not dependent on your mom pushing him, your mom doing this, your mom doing that for him. It's a, I'm a man, I'm a handle business.
2: Yeah, he's actually, right. he's actually been like this, a shell of himself since he's retired too, because he's not working he's not you know doing those things so but the check's
1: yeah, still coming in yeah the
2: check is still coming in because he <laughs> worked for the government so <laughs> but yeah so yeah no i definitely as 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 we talk about this and i hear y'all kind of like just speak about the type of I'm not just gonna... the type of nigga we talking about or the type of man we're talking about in this situation it's like I definitely know some some niggas like this
1: and you know a lot of yeah, men I, I definitely you know a lot know of men like this, that so. once you sit back and think about it yeah. which is why because mike was like this should have been a special episode which is you and brie but i was like no i really want you to sit in on it because i knew as this conversation progressed he was gonna be like oh i know niggas like that
0: yeah i mean to the point that Mike am it, and to the point that you are making I'm glad that Mike is here because it's like, you know, I think when you're not raised in those ways and I say this all the time, just don't know me like they think they know men. Because kids when they're with women are completely different um how they present themselves when they're with their yeah. So, you know, it, it becomes like I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Everybody, you know, puts a positive spin and looks at their own life through rose-colored glasses. But I can tell you, I know Candace can tell you, we've been there with these men, you know, that that didn't have that thought about, that didn't have someone to show them. Like, you had your dad to show you, like, can you just get shit done? Some men, like... I, I'm, I'm going to describe it perfectly. I said I will never, ever, ever date uh damn that fucked up ass nigga ever again, ever in my life. You tell him something's going on in your life that affects you, you know, you sit here and be like, dang, my white bill's doing. I'm short, and he'd be like, damn, that's fucked up. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to date, I don't want to be with a man like that and... <clears throat> I started to realize like it has a lot to do with your upbringing. It has a lot to do. I mean, good or bad. Some men are in situations where they never saw their father do anything, and they took that as the catalyst to be like, "Yo, I'm not gonna be like that." And some men take it as a, "My daddy ain't doing nothing, and he still was okay, so I'm not gonna
1: do nothing either." Yeah, pretty much. And that's a uh, that's kind of my 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 final driving home point is that. This article, this conversation, to me, it dispels a lot of the myth about women being gold diggers and men being captain saver holes. Because if you sit back and really look at it, and you look at statistics about earnings, uh, who's more college educated, uh, who's moving into more positions of power in um, in in the working world, um, it's women. In our community, it's it's black women. So black women.
0: So and I'm going to take it a step further, Candace, and I don't mean to cut you off and say, you know, when you're talking to the point of men talking about women being gold diggers, you know, it's a really, really great thing as a man if you only have to worry about a, a woman taking your money. Because as a woman, you have to worry about the emotional labor that you have to go through. You have to worry about the financial labor that you have to go through. You can end up raising a, a man, you could end up raising him and being, you know, like he's you
1: your child. Not only end up raising him, but then raising a raising a child while raising him, and mm-hmm. and it to me, it I just honestly want to say that a lot of women step into the captain save him role, right. and pick men up out the gutter, or and not not because a man asked them to, but um, the men also aren't saying, you know what, I don't need you to do that. I got this. I, I'm going to figure this out. I don't need you to, you know, do A, B, C, D, E for me. I'm going I'm to take it. I'm going to get it done myself. I appreciate I'm you supporting me. Much. A lot of men right. don't do that. They content to have a woman. If she going to cook for me, I'm going to eat. I ain't going to offer to wash the dishes. I'm just let her wash them because I know she going to wash them because she want her kitchen clean. She don't like when the laundry pile up, so I know she going to wash it, so I ain't going to do the laundry or... Right. I know she want always want the kids picked up on time from school, and I know if I'm running late, eventually she'd just be like, "Fuck it, I got it, I'll get the kids." Like there are men right. who who think like that hmm. and move there like that.
0: Men, there are, and I think that it goes a lot to say that a lot of people want traditional gender roles, but they don't want they don't want the work that comes behind them. They want a woman who's gonna cook, clean, you know, have sex with them. Uh, do, do their everything, but they don't want it. They don't realize the flip side of that is I can't concentrate on all of that if you're not going to provide.
1: If you want to go traditional, baby, let's go all the way traditional. Yeah, yeah. If you want traditional, like, let me be a stay at home mom. You bring in the bacon. Right. I I rear the kids. I cook, but clean, they, suck, they, and fish. want traditional, non traditional women? <laughs> a traditional man trap. <laughs> 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 Which. <laughs> You know, that, that just leaves, you know, to us wrapping this up and saying that if you really take a step back and you put your ego to the side and you look at the full scope, you you can see that this is more common than uncommon. And there needs to be accountability on both ends, but as a whole, it is not unusual for women to feel like work mules in their relationships.
0: Work. Yeah. And, and women have to step out of their own conditioning and say, you know what? I'm, I don't want to do this. This does not feel good to me. It doesn't feel good to me to to have a man who doesn't want to do anything. Like if I'm suggesting have all the moves, then I'm not in a relationship. I'm in a dictatorship. I don't want to be a dick-dick. I want to be a partner.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. If you if you continue to live that life, you will become someone that you hate. You know, no woman. I don't care. You know, maybe there are some special cases. I don't want to be arguing all the time. I don't want to be and, and and repeating myself fifty, eleven times over something that I've already said once. We don't want to become those women. That's why you know you have to make that choice. You have to, you have to have the strength and the courage to leave situations that aren't serving you. Yeah. You're not doing yourself any favors by staying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: like. I couldn't I actually couldn't agree more. I actually don't even have any more to add to that other than learn to say no and make make men respect your boundaries because that'll help you in not becoming somebody's work mule or being forced to be the inspiration that they should have gotten from the countless people that they that they encountered in their lives prior to getting to you. Where was the inspiration from your mom, your dad, your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, your your teachers, your professors, your your bosses, or who all these other people that you encounter prior to getting to this one, the one? Um, you should have taken that inspiration and turned it into something far before you got to her. Mm-hmm. Don't use her to prop you up, build you up, push you forward. Um, as your, you know, that should be your sole source of inspiration.
0: Right. The age that we are, I'm 35. At this time, 35. At this point in my life, I don't... I don't, I want to grow and build with a man. But you have to come with something to be able to grow off of it. Yeah. I don't want to start from the beginning. I don't want to start from the beginning. I don't want to start over. And there are certain ideals and mindsets and, and everything that you have to have by that point in life for people to be interested in you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't want a blank slate at this point.
0: No, I don't. I want someone who's like, okay, this is what I got going on, this is what you got going on. How can we help each other and build each other up and support each other that so we can continue on and have the greatness? Not, okay, let's start from the beginning. This is like, yeah, you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, that
2: just think, and I know y'all, y'all kind of touched on it just with the, uh, like, the onus of kind of like breaking, or or from women, rather, just breaking their own self-conditioning as far as like Mm -hmm. wanting to be that support and wanting to be that help. It's just like you got to, I guess in this situation, you really got to know what you want. Like you, because I feel like the way you said that just now as far as like, you're not starting with somebody who's you know at zero,
1: no right uh, at this point in your life no.
2: you know you're not you're not gonna do that because no. you know you're beyond that as far as you're concerned, yeah, and I can understand that definitely, but I, I feel like you kind of know what you're getting into if you start with somebody that's at zero uh,
1: yeah
2: you do you do okay, which is why,
0: which but, is yeah, you do you do. And it's, it's got to be a strength thing. And, you know, and I, I know we're trying to wrap this up, but Daddy. the last point that I wanted to make was, you know, this world puts so much value on marriage and partnership, and it's like, you're you're not even worthy. You know, what, what's the first insult people go to for simple women? That's why you ain't got a man. And I feel like some people feed in, some women feed into that so much that they're willing to take anything just to say they got some Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think what I loved about this article was while it was very spicy, it made some very good points It leaves the door open to discuss aspects of accountability, both for men and women. And that's, that's what I'm really glad that we discussed. Not, not because there was a lot of truth in there, but there was some things that she left out right of the article and we touched on that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that we did. So, Bree, tell the people where they can find you.
0: Okay, well, um, my personal Twitter is I underscore, it's Ms. Bree. Uh, my personal Instagram is BreeTastical, B R E C A S T I C A L. You guys are more than welcome to follow me there. Um, if you're interested in my podcast, which I really hope you are, I am on Twitter at Pod. I'm on Instagram at Mama Meets World Pod, and I'm on Facebook at Mama Meets Pod. It's Facebook.com slash Mama Meets Pod. Um, check me out. Um, I hope you also subscribe to the Patreon content. Um, the way that I always say it on my show is like, you're paying 5 or $10 a month, but I could just get from my show, but to get stuff from the entire Moses Network, which is a wealth of shows. um, You're never going to be bored. You're always going to find something that you want to listen to. And I blow five, six dollars on coffee (laughs) at least three times a week. So, you know, hopefully, you know, you find a value to invest some of that into black people trying to make a network of things that you can relate to. And, you know, I hope to see you on the Meets World. I hope to see you follow me. I hope to see you reach out to me. Um, I thank you guys so much for letting me be on the show. I love the show. I feel like it's an inspiration. You and Colin, um, we listened to it. I have another fact. We took a road trip to, to Richmond, um, and we listened to finance, the finance, the episode on finances.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: it forced us to have a conversation about where we were financially and what we expected from each other financially. I think it's great that these tools that you have got people mature enough to understand that they're... There, there's no real natural relationship, but there can be. There can be there are certain guidelines, certain standards that you have to to be willing to set, or things that you have to be willing to be open to discuss to, to make your relationship fruitful. Yeah. So shout out to y'all for that. Thank um, you. The concert amazing. No, and great. I'm a listener. Yeah, we we
1: you know that we adore you. Um, if y'all yes. don't know, Bree Bree came to our wedding and oh,
2: nah, we,
1: had mad fun. we had a ton of fun <laughs> and like every oh. let me tell y'all something i don't know like if you've seen brie you know that brie is very gorgeous but i don't think pictures really do her justice but like every every like every dude that i like was related to that was there was like yeah who is she i'm like she i'm gonna be bothered going on somewhere like leave her alone like even i like i got a cousin who is like he, he got a history of, like, of like white women. He, like, who is she? Like, her energy, she fine. He, like, put me on. I'm like, hell no. You got too many damn kids. <laughs> I would you never. Indeed,
0: I was you like, know. I would yeah, never.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. you not show four, five kids having ass. Four <laughs> and a possible. Like a game of spades. I was like, no way. But, um you know, I love. You know, I, I don't
0: know. This, but your, your wedding is the reason that I'm in a relationship
1: now yes I remember you and Colin got together <laughs> was we it that did. weekend or right before it was that weekend
0: because Ooh. he saw me post some pictures from the wedding and he saw I guess he saw men in the background or whatever and he's like you know you can't go nowhere else like I have to make sure that like we, we are this together before I let you go anywhere <laughs> yeah that was like, energy
1: okay. was real like that was not made up like my cousins and stuff was like who is she I
0: was like... no,
2: nah, and I probably shouldn't say this
0: on air. No. I'm going to say that for after show because I'm interested in hearing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we going to say it off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say
0: that one. But shout out to your parents. Like, they were so gracious and it was so nice. They didn't know me from the Philippines, and they made sure to introduce themselves to me. Um, your mom, Candace, is amazing. I told her that in person. I'm telling her again now. Her I said with her. It was just amazing energy being around y'all and being around black people in love and being around, you know, just family and stuff. I felt like a part of the family. Y'all made me feel so welcome, and that was, like, one of the best weddings I've ever been to. It's not there Yeah. Thank, I, yes. I'm glad
2: y'all had fun, man. Y'all, and y'all are family. That's Anybody who uh-huh. was there... Was either close to me or close to Candace.
0: and you know that makes y'all family, man. Yeah. So well, I'm gonna sit my family ass right on your couch as soon as I get to Colorado, money.
2: Well, yeah. (laughs) yeah. I mean, Curtis already been. Curtis already
0: came. Curtis been through. Oh, Curtis already told me about the hospitality. I'm planning the trip in my head already.
1: We adore you and we thank you for coming on. Make sure you tell Colin hi and tell Jaden and Jameson we said hey. And we will see you guys back in two weeks. Uh, if you haven't, go check out the latest episode of Mama Meets World Pod. Where Bree has some of her lifelong friends on and talking about, you know, the village it takes to, you know, even maintain a friendship and the ups and downs and how the friendships evolve yeah. and change over time as priorities change. And then she has a new episode uh, dropping this week as well. And so I can't wait to hear what she's got up her sleeve. Yep. Yes, yes. And we're gearing up for Mother's Day, so I've got some really
0: good stuff coming up for you
1: for Mother's Day. Absolutely. I'm not going to spoil it, but I really think y'all are going to love what she has planned yes. for Mom- for Mother's Day. And with that, we
2: out yeah. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at FlawlessNoises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With 5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now back to your regularly scheduled programming.